The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, as always, Raider Craig. Welcome to our show. Man, what a game. What a game. Another one where you had to stay to the last minute to see what was happening, which was entertainment and a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and we will definitely hit on that and other things on this Christmas show. Welcome to the Nation Podcast Show, 178. Yeah, yeah. Oak Town. Do you know about my city? Oak Town. The city of Oak. Oak Town. Oh, don't you know? Well, a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all the Raider Nation. I hope your Christmas is all silver and black. That's right. You need a new hoodie. You need all the Raider stuff. Go out and get your Raider stuff for your loved ones. You know, that's one thing that you cannot go wrong with when you're going to buy something for a Raider fan. Just something with the logo on it. That's for sure. Today's show is going to be busted down into this. Ho, ho, ho. Kiffin's Christmas list is out. We got a hit on that for sure. The post game for my little ponies. We're going to look back at it. The uh, list doesn't look as bad as I thought it was going to be, but uh, certainly was terrifying in the first quarter for sure. And we'll hit the pregame for Jacksonville Jags. Ain't no hags. They ain't no hags, all right. Best kept secret in the NFL. Watch out. They, to me, are just like a team that was like Pittsburgh that came out of nowhere and boom, all the way to the Super Bowl and win it. Jacksonville could certainly pull off that for sure again, just like the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers did. And, of course, we will hit the Raider Nation podcast comments form section and hit on your ideas on what's going on and what you think and what we feel and all that good stuff. But before we get into things too much, Huggy Bear hits a grand on the ground. That's right. Justin Fargus gets the 1,000-yard mark for the first time this season, and I hope many more 1,000-yard marks to follow on this. Of course, he's out for the season with a knee injury, not season-ending knee injury. I just think they're going to take it easy with him and nurse his knee back to health. He didn't have a torn ACL, as was rumored, but uh, he needs to sit out the rest of the season so we can get him ready in training camp next year for sure. Leckler gets laid. Yes, he gets a lay from the Pro Bowl. That's right. Leckler's going to the Pro Bowl. Once again, the only Raider to go. A lot of people are saying Thomas Howard should go because of the six interceptions, highest as any linebacker in the NFL. Well, you know how the Pro Bowl story goes, folks. You've been around the Raider Nation long enough to know that it's just because you're a, a good player, if your team ain't doing shit, well, guess what? You ain't shit. And that's the way it works for the Pro Bowl. All the pontificating pundits are out there voting for their favorite guys. Yes, you know, Tom Brady, the list goes on, Peyton Manning, blah, 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 and like that. So because the Raiders haven't had a winning season, we're not going to get the Pro Bowl love that we deserve. Get over it. I have many years ago. Pisses me off, but what can you say? Okay, here we go. Kiffin's Christmas List. Ho, ho, ho. Hodio ho. 
Coach Kiffins was asked on Sirius Radio what he would want for Christmas. It's funny that he would want this, of course, above a uh, our next two, a victory at San Diego at home at the Coliseum to end our season, which would be a lovely cherry on top of the season for sure. He asked for a running back from Arkansas. Could it be Darren McFadden? I think so. And the other thing was an offensive tackle from Michigan. Could it be? Yes, Jake Long. Well, you could tell our coach is looking in the goodie bag. He's cheating and looking at presents because those guys could be there for us, the Oakland Raiders. I'm looking forward to this draft. It looks like Kiffin is already looking to the draft. That is a very, very good thing. One of the big, strong points of hiring him as a coach was him knowing the players that are out there, and this should be the best draft the Raiders have had, period, in the last five years for sure. So I look forward to that. Thank you, Elaine Kiffin. Merry Christmas to you and your family. As a matter of fact, let me get right down to it now. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all the Raider Nation Everyone within listening of ear, everyone that can hear my voice, know this. We appreciate all you guys for sure. And this is a time for Thanksgiving. And I'm thanking you guys for being fans of the show. We appreciate it so very much. And we all wish that you have a very safe, happy, and healthy Christmas season from here at the Raider Nation Podcast. A silver and black Christmas for all. Post game for my little ponies. Believe in blue, blue, believe in blue, blue, believe in blue, blue, believe in blue, blue. Got an MVP, number 18. Got a defense, it's getting chunk getting mean. Go coach, 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 article i like to read his stuff because he's right on the bone um on the bone uh in his stories and his writings it follows uh, what i think is true so i always gotta hit it like i hit it so before we get into the story about uh the post game for my little ponies let me just throw this out at you the bone line is back bad of the bone one eight hundred six two zero seven one eight one one eight hundred six two zero seven one eight one for all those Raiders who have something to say. I finally got it done. I got it back. I got it fixed. We got our number back, and all those things. So dial it up, all you people being brave out there. I want to hear it. SeaTac Raider lady, get on it. All you people out there that want something to say, Juan Jorge, everybody, get on it. Dial the number. If you don't like what you said the first time, say it again. Say it 50 times. I'll get the right one. Trust me. We'll pick it out. 1-800-620-7181. Throw me a bone! Okay, this is uh, by Calico Jack, of course. A great blogger. 
from the silverandblackforever.com. Check him out. He's really good. He's got a great gig here, and it's uh, it's pretty good. It's on the Black Flag Network, of course. Still Fighting is the name of his article. Although I don't believe in moral victories, the Raiders' effort was versus the Super Bowl champions, Colts, showed a tremendous will to win. This game was a testament to head coach Lane Kiffin's strong leadership and game-planning abilities. The Raiders fought tooth and nail with the Colts and held a brief 14-13 lead in the middle of the fourth quarter, actually with seven minutes to go. They ended up losing the game 21-14, not for lack of effort and not for lack of the zebras giving us a ration. Oh, shit, again. So let me get into it right now. The Raiders' goal line stance was nothing short of stupendous. Facing the high-powered, prolific, complex offense of the Colts, the Raiders' D buckled down on three separate occasions with a back up against the goal line. The Raiders' defensive goal line stands was instrumental in keeping the game close and winnable. Instead of giving up 21 possible points, the D allowed the Colts only six. That's right, Raider Nation, only six on one of the goal line stances, stopped them at fourth and goal where we took over the ball on the one-yard line. And after that, 20 plays later, scored a touchdown, which was, to my amazement, unbelievable game playing, 109 yards to pay dirt. It was the most amazing Raider offensive drive of the entire season. Taking the ball over at the one-yard line, After the goal line stand, the Raiders executed a methodical, highly effective 20-play drive that consumed 11 minutes and 49 seconds off the clock and ended with a three-yard TD reception by Ronald Curry. The the drive had seven first-down conversions, including a fourth down and one and a first down on a first and 20 series. Seven passes, 13 runs, and yes, officially this was a 99-yard TD drive, but the Raiders needed to gain 109 yards due to the 10-yard holding call on Carlisle. Excellent. The thing that put the knife to our throat and actually cut it was a punt return killer. A breakdown of the Raiders had in this game was on special teams the part that we thought we had over on him. The Colts rushing went 90 yards on a punt return for a TD. The right side of the coverage team didn't keep their lane assignments, giving up the punt returns and back-to-back games. That is a huge concern. Well, without Cooper in there to keep things going, I'll tell you, Jared Cooper was the man. He was the captain of the special teams on the returns and made sure everyone stayed in the lane. When you take someone like that out of the lineup, it makes a huge difference in your special teams, and it's been obvious for the Raiders when he's out of the game. Of course, Thomas Howard came in big with another interception, and you cannot believe that he didn't make the Pro Bowl with six interceptions in this season. Well, what can you say? Now, of course, I said before, Huggy Bear crossed the 1,000-yard mark by going 89 yards on 26 carries and one TD. In the 2007 season, Huggy Bear Jr. has been a beacon of light 
Unfortunately, Fargus' banner year came to a close in the fourth quarter when he sprained his MCL. Starting in only seven games, Fargus' final numbers are impressive. 1,009 yards, 222 carries, and 4.5 yards per carry. That is something we have desperately needed and have not gotten from Lamont Jordan at all. We have to say this, though. The offensive line has greatly improved, and Lamont might prove to be something to be seen this next game. But I think his heart is gone. I think he's gone. I think he knows he's gone. But the opportunity was given to young Huggy Bear Jr., and it was on. 1,000 yards. Awesome. Let me say this. This game started off extremely scary. I'll tell you this for sure, because as a fan in the seat, I was flipped out after, of course, our special teams broke down, and I found ourselves at a 13-0 to loss as far as they were on their way. I mean, that was the first thing that happened. I thought, oh my gosh, it's going to be a blowout. But the Raiders' defense, I'll tell you, it was amazing to see them play because they played like another team. They didn't play like the defense of last week, which is hats off to Kiffin for bringing that around, and of course Rob Ryan as well. Uh, it shows a team is willing to fight and keep in there against last year's Super Bowl champions. It shows that we weren't chumps, and we tried as best we could to win this game and actually had a chance with the missed opportunities that were actually taken away from us by the referee. I don't, I'm not one to gripe a lot about bad calls, but I'll tell you the no calls can be just as bad as bad calls. When Porter, Jerry Porter, was held, literally held by his shirt on a call that would have been a first down and goal for us, um, they didn't get the call. They didn't get the call because that's just the way it goes. When you don't have a chance to make a play because of a penalty, that's a bad call. And that's what happened to the Raiders. Now, the game shouldn't come down to the one, one of those plays, but it just seems every game comes down to some plays, and this happened to be one of them. We got two or three bad calls in this game, and it was typical of the referees trying to snuff us out while we had some life left in us. In spite of all these things, in spite of the loss, the Raider Nation should be proud of this team's will to win. This is a type of game that lays a foundation for the future success and brighter days ahead. The Colts game was a good measuring stick for 07 and the Raiders' overall improvements and progress. And I'll have to say that too. I'll have to quote that for sure. Because as bad as we were last this season, last year there was absolutely no hope. It was a hopeless year of no improvements and no changes. This year there's life in the team. There's passion in the team. The team shows improvement in many areas, and it's just like that popcorn is starting to pop. We're starting to get people popping, and that's a good thing when it comes to our team in the last five seasons. I will tell you this. I look forward to the offseason more now than ever before. It is such a crucial time for our team and the franchise. I have total faith that Kiffin will be able to make it happen. So this game was a great measuring stick. The team played very hard, and I thought, really, 
We had an opportunity to put this game away. And it wasn't for a couple of key plays and a couple of key mess-ups. We could have beat these guys. And that would have been something to say. The fact that we came that close is good enough for me at this point because I thought we were going to get blown out like the week before. And the fact that the team came out and fought hard, you can't ask for anything more than that. Okay. Let us go to our next story, which will be the pregame for the Jaguars. And those Jags, they ain't no hags, partner. Jack Del Rio has those babies pumping on all cylinders now. They've come into this postseason like a juggernaut. Their running game is tremendous, and their passing game has come out of nowhere. Gerard, which is their quarterback, has come and improved every single game and seems to be hitting his stride at this point. And Fred Taylor, forget about it. This is his 10,000-yard season right here. All the yards add up to 10 thousand yards that's right and he's not even the number one running back maurice george drew is the number one running back that they picked hasn't been that way though because taylor is on fire right now their offensive line is brutal and punishes everyone showing that they beat the doggone pittsburgh steelers and their house in the snow last weekend the only opportunity we have to win actually is if their team is battered and beaten but i don't think so they're headed for a playoff berth, and they have to have this game to get into as a wild card. And you know they're going to be playing their ass off to try to win. This is when the Raiders can be their most dangerous. This is when the Raiders can show their true colors. This is when the Raiders can come up and be a spoiler. This is how you can become one of the hated again in the NFL. And I love it. I hope we can go into Jacksonville and play against these guys. Their running game is tremendous. It's ever bit as potent as the Minnesota Vikings and more so. The fact that they have two good running backs is going to be very, very hard for our defense to hang with. But like last week, we held Joseph Adai to nothing. Nothing was said. And as a matter of fact, Adai's comment about wanting to play the Raiders, I bet you he ate those words right off the newspaper because he didn't get jack shit. Hope we can play this way again in Jacksonville. It's going to be a very tough game. And Lane Kiffin himself said it's going to be like playing Green Bay, which I think is probably more the case. I'm not really looking at the Jacksonville Jaguar game as something to be uh, thinking about a win. I don't know if we'll win. I kind of doubt that we'll win, even though, you know, I should be hope. I hope we win. But they've got a juggernaut, and they're a running team that's going to be very, very willing to run and be hard on the Raider defensive line. I'm just looking to see some good things come out of this game. I'd love to see a victory, um, but the matchup's pretty brutal, like I said. It looks like the Green Bay game, but anything can happen. Anything can happen at all, especially in the passing lane, which I think is where our, our offense has an advantage if the right quarterback plays. 
Which leads me to why isn't Walter playing? Why is not Andrew Walter playing? I'm not the only one who thinks so. Other people think so. And then other people think that I'm a complete idiot for asking the question. It's like everyone else can have an opinion. I've got one myself. Andrew should have an opportunity at least to show his wares because he's been asked to be traded already and teams want him, but Al doesn't want to give him up. Al, like he said at the beginning of the season, is trying to bring Walter along in a slow and steady pace. While not playing at all is pretty slow and not very steady. Andrew Walter needs an opportunity to show that he can play, and he's going to be one of the only two quarterbacks left when the dust settles here in Oakland. He will be there, and Jamarcus will be there. McLeod will be gone, and so will Culpepper. I don't think either one of those guys is going to be a remake uh, next season, either one of them. Walter is going to be have to be the man. It's going to be the only one left. He's going to have to be the man because if we trade him away, <laughs> we're going to see him come back to kick our ass later on. We have to give this kid an opportunity to play football. Let him play in Jacksonville. And the QB rotation that we've been going through, suffering through this entire season, which I think is probably one of the biggest jokes of this year, who will be quarterback? You know, where's Waldo? What the hell's going on? Can't they commit to a quarterback? Josh is not making it. He does not have the arm to make it. His judgment is better. He's a good mentor for Walter even. But they should let Walter go in and play and take his licks. We have nothing to lose. Walter and Jamarcus should play the rest of the year. Both those guys. They both need experience. They both need to play. Why not switch those two off and let the beat-up McCown sit on the bench and Culpepper can rest that quad until he's out of here on a quad at the end of the season. The Jacksonville Jaguars game is going to be brutal, and boy, it's going to be a tough one to watch, I think, and uh, man, their running game is going to be brutal. The only thing I can hope for is if our passing game stands up and uh, can really make it happen. That's what we need to do. Uh, We don't know who's going to run the ball. Is it going to be the disgruntled and very unhappy Lamont Jordan? I doubt it. I don't think Lamont Jordan wants to be a Raider. I think he stated he want to be a Raider. He plays like he don't want to be a Raider, so I wouldn't let him play. If it were me, I'd let O'Neal play. I'd like I would let uh, Dominic Rhodes take the the rock most of the time. Or O'Neal can do it too, and Justin Griffith let him have a shot at it too. But Jordan, he knows he's out of here. We know he's out of here. That's no secret. Just get out of here. Uh, if you're not going to play, then don't play. I wouldn't play him anyways because if he gets an injury, then, you know, we own him too. So uh, I'd keep him on the bench, and I think that's what the coach will probably do. I hope we win, but you know what? You got the same feeling I do, Padna, and that's all I have to say about that. Let's not forget the bone line, 1-800-620-7181. That's right, folks, 1-800-620-7181. Get on it. You know what? I'm I'm going to talk about Walter some more, okay? I'll talk about Walter some more because you know how I like him. I like the guy. I think he has an opportunity. He should be getting an opportunity. Now, as for Walter not playing this year, he's listed as the number four on the death chart. Huh. 
for games means considered by the coaches. Uh, no. He's considered to be the least talented QP on the roster. That's a false assumption, and I'm not going for it. Now, Kiffin himself said that Walter played well in the preseason and the situation has to do more with bad luck last season. There's no point in going out with a less experienced quarterback, Walter, over McCown, who had more experience, or Culpepper, to try to get the offense to be, you know, rolling this season. We needed a veteran to try to pull the team together, and Walter, I don't think, had enough under his belt as far as gumption and wins to bring the team together. Now, if Walter has moved to the second string above Russell when McCown's not available, but that hasn't happened very often, and he's only played one series, seems like, or two series, since this season started. Walter, unlike Culpepper or McCown, had teams that were willing to trade for him. The Raiders decided to keep four QBs rather than let him go. Al Davis said in training camp that Walter would be brought along slow and allowed to get his confidence back after being pummeled last season. But the Raiders know that they have a talent shortage on offense and there's so little gain putting young, experienced quarterback out there right now and they'd rather that be Russell. But why not Walter? You know, QBs need to be put in situations where they can be successful. And in this case, Walter could be successful because our offensive line is playing 10 times better than they played last year. 10 times better. So, you know what? I think that's what's going to happen next season is we'll have Walter and we'll have Russell. Um, We might pull in another quarterback. I don't think we'll keep McCown. I hope we don't. We might keep one more veteran, but doggone it, I think we need to play Walter. Unless there's someone who's willing to come out and give us big money or big trade for him, maybe that's why we're holding on to him. I hope not, because I think this kid's got a great future in this league. But that's me, and it's not everybody. Evidently, it's not Lane Kiffin. Okay, let's go to the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section. People are a little pissed that uh, this Pro Bowl, once again, you know, <laughs> you know, once again, they're pissed because the Pro Bowl doesn't let the Raiders have any love. Nothing new, and Raider Rick knows that, but he has to come in with, what a fucking joke. The Pro Bowl selections are a crock of shit. Shane Leckler is the only Raider, while the rest of the AFC and NFC teams are made up of Patriots, Chargers, Colts, Packers, Cowboys, and a bunch of has-beens for the most part. The fucking 49ers had two players. Ha! Are you kidding me? Thomas Howard got the stub for sure. Say what you want about anyone else, but Howard was snubbed for sure. Sean Taylor, for Christ's sake. Are you kidding me? I'm sad that he is no longer with us, but come on. Tell me how the following players get in. Jason Taylor, Champ Bailey, Ray Lewis, T.J. Husmanzada, or Who's Your Mama, Tony Gonzalez, Lance Briggs, Julian Peterson. What a joke. And they wonder why they can't 
sell the fucking thing out. Yeah, it's just a love fest for, you know, people holding hands and singing Kumbaya. It doesn't mean that they're the best players. The best players don't go to the Pro Bowl. You guys should know that by now. You should know it for sure. Because that's how it works. That's how it works, people. That's how it works here. <laughs> In the NFL, anyway, that's for sure. Let's see what people got to say. Raider Colonel comes in with Thomas Howard's exclusion is a joke. The guy is one of the best linebackers in the league, let alone in the AFC. Props to Shane Leckler, though. That's right. Props to Shane Leckler because uh, that's what it is. You know, it is what it is. I'm not going to belittle all this crap or, you know, go on to beat it down because we've, how many times have we been through this, man? How many times have you been in through this? Enough times to know that unless we're in the Super Bowl and winning it, we're not going to get any love. And even then, don't expect any because it's going to take years of beating everybody down before we get our just desserts. And that's just the way this league is. Okay? That's just the way it is. I see Colorado Kiss comes, not that anyone cares, but I bet a large sum of money that the Raiders will win five games this year. Crunch time! Well, you better just hold on to your wallet because we got two tough games coming up. And on that note, let me just say this right now. We can beat San Diego at home. Sounds silly, sounds ridiculous, but I am so, so sure that we can beat San Diego in Oakland on our last game to make a statement that I I just can't even tell you. So put your ass in a seat there, folks, because that will be a game that you should not miss at all. I'm telling you. Caveman comes in with, I'm a native Californian living in Georgia, and he's not going to miss this game, so he will be representing the Raider Nation down there at Jacksonville Stadium. And i got to tell you right now, they're still 2,500 seats short of a sellout so they can be on TV. They have a very small market, and their team is, you know, not very popular, even though it's been around for 13 seasons. Um They got a tough, tough road down there in Jacksonville, and they have a hard time filling their stadium up, even though this is a huge game for them. It is an awesomely huge game. They can make the wild card in this game, and if it was in here in Oakland, do you think it'd be a sellout? Well, you're damn straight it'd be a sellout. I know there's not a lot of people on the boards, and I have to look around a little more to find what's going on on the boards, but I'll tell you this. It's the end of the season rollout. This is the end of the season. Last two games. We're not going to the playoffs. We got no hope for the playoffs. And it's kind of a blah, blah, blah. We're kind of looking forward to next season. We're looking forward to the offseason. We're looking forward to changes coming down the pipe. I'm sure after the last whistle is sounded in the Super Bowl, we'll be some moving and shaking going on. That is for sure. And that I can guarantee you. This team will not even look the same next year. That's another thing you can guarantee. 
We only have one more podcast, one more home game for our one more video cast for one more home game against the San Diego Chargers, and we'll be checking it out there. So just remember, this is just the calm before the torrential storm that's coming on in the offseason. We are going to see some big moves, and I can hardly wait. So for this Jacksonville game, remember this. Just watch our players, see who plays, because they're the ones that are going to be back next season. So I think Lane's going to clean a little bit of house. So don't forget, 1-800-620-7181. Let's get you on the bone line so we can get you here on the podcast. Check it out. Try it out. It works again. This is Raider Greg, and I am out.